right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, friend? Uh, friend. We're family. family. What the Fam. hell is wrong with you? Not familia. I know. I fucked up. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that in there, too, because I don't <laughs> care. What's going on, Andrea? <laughs> uh, just hanging out, you know. Yeah. It's cold. I just, so we have a guest, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name yet, but I saw him wearing shorts and I was like, that must be nice to wear shorts. Cause it's like freezing below freezing here. It's a little cold in Michigan. Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Come on. <laughs> look at them legs. <laughs> I wish you guys could see our, our guest. We will bring in. We got a. A full shot of shorts, and we're very jealous. Now. We're just <laughs> straight up jealous of him. But so let's let's bring him in. You, we've had him on the show before. We love him. We're so glad he's gonna come on and talk about the topic we're gonna talk about. It's Brian from Serving Peak Milk. Brian, what's going hello, on? Hello, hello. Thank are you, you very much for. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here again to talk about Rebels again. <laughs> We brought you out for season four. Now we're just going to have a lot more fun, though, this time. It's not all cries and tears. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> we promise. There or we hope it is. It's going to be tears, tears again. Tears. It's yeah. Rebels. True. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Rebels brings out the emotions in everybody 100%. So uh, we are going to talk about Rebels. But before we get to all that fun stuff, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast. I discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. So before we get into what we're going to get into, I do want to do some house cleaning up top. So our good friend to all of us, Mr. Uh, ben McDonald is starting a beautiful and uh, collaborative effort to raise funds for and supporting trans youth and their families with what's going on in the state of Texas and the legislation. We are proud to be a part of it. I know Brian is part of it as well. And it's called the Amadala Initiative. So we will be tweeting, retweeting, sending out links for the GoFundMe for that. So I just want you guys to uh, support that as much as you can. Join us in supporting that cause and all the proceeds and money for the GoFundMe is going to go to Equality Texas Organization. So super excited to be a part of that uh, project and all that good stuff. So very fun, very exciting to be a part of it. Now, today, this episode drops on Rebels Remembers Day, kids, and we are very excited to talk about Rebels because this is one of our favorite shows for us, for Brian, for many people. And this all started because of, and if I mispronounce this Twitter handle, I do apologize, but Blue J Eyes on Twitter. They have started this whole uh, Rebels Remember Day. It is so fun. So we, you know, we wanted to join in and have an episode on this day. So this is it. We're going to have some fun talking about Rebels. So first up, this is what we're going to talk about first is our kind of personal connection to Rebels. What 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 is it that connects us to it? What is it about the show that just keeps 
for me and I think for all of us to rewatch it or just think about it constantly because it's so good and it's so fascinating. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick us, I'll kick us off. For me, I think Rebels really is just a, it's just a beautiful story of this group of, you know, badasses who are just doing good things around the galaxy. And it's so deep in lore and it's so deep in not even just like Jedi stuff, but obviously into the rebellion stuff because we get a lot of connections in the show with the rebellion, the starting of it. So it's really cool. And I love when Lucasfilm, Star Wars, when they do these type of shows that, you know, are in the era that we are very familiar with, but it's a different look, a different take on it from different perspectives and different characters. It's very cool. And they did this show very well, connecting some dots, right? And it's just so fun to see. I mean, the characters of Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, Harrison Nula, Sabine Wren, Zeb, Chopper, Agent Callus. Like, there are so many great characters that were introduced in this show. And maybe we'll talk about, obviously, a bunch of other ones, too. But I love this show so much just because I, I love the, the themes that they laid down in this show of family and overcoming, you know, great loss. It's such a beautiful, beautiful show. And obviously now we are getting live action Ahsoka and she's getting her own series. So do we see some of these characters that we love so much come into live action? We hope there's been rumors. So it's very exciting to be a Rebels fan, I think, right now, in my personal opinion. I mean, in this day, obviously Rebels uh, Remember Day, is for all of the Rebels, you know, fans out there. So we're really excited to talk about Rebels and what it means to us. So, Brian, my friend, I'm going to kick it off to you. What is it about Rebels that just you connect to? Is it, you know, what is it about this show that so many people, I mean, a lot of people love this show so much. What is it? And then for you specifically, what is it that just brings you back to this show and loving to talk about it? I think it's like a greater audience. I think we were all happy to see the Jedi back to what we thought the Jedi were. You know, we it was our first Star Wars with Disney, if I remember correctly, it started in 2014. Yep. yep. Um, and before this, we had the Clone Wars, which I think challenged a lot of people on what the Jedi were and what what they represented and and all that. Maybe that's just me being biased, but we saw a Jedi in Kanan Jarrus rising above what had come from uh, the Clone Wars in a really beautiful way. And I think to see another young Jedi in Ezra who wasn't a Padawan, who wasn't subservient to this greater thing, but was considered an equal and saw opportunity in Ezra and less fear in Ezra, I think really kind of instilled like hope for Star Wars that I think George Lucas intentionally tried to take away from a little bit in a beautiful way. But I think grand scheme wise, I think that's what it was. And it was beautiful. <laughs> it really is. I mean, just, I even think of just animation wise too, like just gorgeous. Like each season I feel like, and we've talked about this before, like just how gorgeous the animation got and the inspiration it came from, you know, being Ralph McQuarrie, very inspired animation it was just so, it was so great. It was so great. And then again, the little cameos that we got. And just like you're saying, the, the, that's a really good point, Brian, of like, 
recontextualizing a little bit of like the Jedi and who they are and what we thought maybe as fans uh, in the in the original trilogy and all that, like who we thought the Jedi were. It was. It is. It really does kind of bring it full circle, like a, a lot. You know, I I I totally agree with you on that. So 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 good. So so good. Andrea, what about you, my friend? What what is it about Rebels that just you connect with? What is it that makes you just fall in love with this story and rewatch it? Listen, guys, I drank a pre workout, uh, maybe about an hour ago, <laughs> and I worked out and went for a walk. But I still feel like woo. So this. Um, you might want to, if you're listening to us, you might want to turn the speed down because I'm coming out <laughs> hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, oof, I'm really trying to calm myself down. I'm like, rare. Here we go, guys. So, uh, like Lauren said, perfectly constructed story, uh, the development of these new characters, brand new characters that um, never existed before in the Star Wars universe, and the way they executed their full arcs and allowed uh, their story to stay open throughout the entire series was absolutely fantastic i mean hats off to um everybody involved in the writing production and directing of these episodes in these in these seasons in the entire series it is just perfectly executed by the time that you get to the season finale series finale i i you know we talked about this before I did not watch Rebels until after we started the podcast, and I thought I was like this huge Star Wars expert, and I never even watched, uh, when we started the podcast, and I never watched the Clone Wars, and I never watched the Rebels. Not saying that you can't be a Star Wars expert or a Star Wars fan, uh, leaving animation out, but it's just such a fulfilling experience uh, to get these stories that complete... Um, I guess even the Star Wars, so- the Skywalker it just enhances saga. it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when Lauren was like, "Man, you got to watch Rebels," and I love Harrison Dula and Sabine Wren, and I was like, "I don't know who these people are. I don't care. I like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader." You know, like that's where I was at. And then when the series started, and number one, Vader opened it. I was like, "Wow, this is pretty serious." I think uh, I was missing a lot here. So it was um, just this beautiful story of, like Brian said, the Jedi, uh, Force lore, uh, you know, bringing in villains that we were well acquainted with and giving them a couple more chapters that we never even knew we wanted. I always say about Rebels, it's storytelling, Star Wars storytelling that I never knew I wanted. But once we got it, it was unbelievable i never knew i wanted this type of star wars i never knew like i wanted a backstory about um like an orphan jedi and a young padawan that survived order 66 but when you got it you're like man i can't believe we were missing this and i'm so happy that we got it so it's just a beautiful show um the animation is beautiful it progresses all through all the seasons i just absolutely love it Man, did you hear that? I don't think I took a breath through that whole thing. <laughs> it, it is the animation, I, and we've talked about this. 
It's so beautiful. Like, it's just, it's my favorite animation. And I, it's just, you know, obviously Clone Wars is great too when you get into, like, especially season seven and all that. Like, it's beautiful. Bad Batch, beautiful animation. But there's just something about Rebels and the animation. And maybe it is, like I talked, like Ralph McQuarrie because it's so heavily inspired by it. Like, maybe that's just it. I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it but the animation is just so good and just like you said andrea like each season it gets better like every season gets better and then by season four when you get into an episode like world between worlds and you have the wolves and 2d and like ezra and 3d like it's just amazing stuff and just the coloring the lighting like it's just so good like it's just so 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 good and it is funny i do remember like telling you about rebels and you're like meh all right, maybe, maybe, right? Like, I was like, I'll who's check in it, out. it? Right. Who's in it? <laughs> right, right. I'm like, you have to watch it because it is, like you're saying, it's something that I didn't know I wanted, but I'm glad we got. I mean, Brian, do you feel the same way? Like, is Rebels a story that you thought you would want and enjoy as much? Like, because it, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. You oh, know? I mean, it's incredibly good. I am a massive Clone Wars fan. Like it is my favorite Star Wars of any and all Star Wars. So I was just like, I don't know how this can ever be topped. And I'm not saying it was topped, but it was a very different kind of show that that's my jam in Star Wars. So I guess, yes, I knew this was the show that I wanted (laughs) because I like, I like the family aspects. I like this stuff in Star Wars that oftentimes, especially in the films is alluded to, but we don't get to see it. We feel it, but we don't see it. Now we got a show that we got to see all of it. And that's my jam for me. Um, and to go back to the animation, uh, my After Dark co-host liked to tease me, but I think the texture in the show is what sells it so much. And there is like, I can go to Photoshop because I'm an illustrator and a designer. And there was a new pack that made it to Photoshop. So I don't know if it was also used here, but there's these like splatter brushes. And if you look at their skin, they always have like in their uniforms, there's like the splatter effect of this like little different color on everything. And I find it to be so incredibly beautiful. It's so amazing. And it adds this like illustrated vibe to the animation itself that I love. And it also has the greatest lightsabers hands down in any star Wars ever. Like they're rad. Uh, the little dots in their eyes for the lighting. Amazing. And also whoever designed those characters knows how to draw a nose. And those noses in that show are always very beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They're so like just the, just the animation of how they created these characters and the look and like you're saying, the feel of it, the lightsabers. I'm so glad you brought up the lightsabers because they are some of my favorite lightsabers, like just gorgeous. The fights are gorgeous. I mean, I don't care if they're spinning or not spinning. I love it. Like I love the inquisitors. I love their look. It's beautiful. They're spinning lightsabers. Give me one. I don't care. I loved it. Like I loved all that stuff. I loved all that stuff. And then when you get characters that we were familiar with, like Lando and we got a Leia, we got Hondo Anaka back. Like it was just amazing. Like just how they put these characters right into these stories, how they made them look to fit in this animation. It was, it was great. Like I just, uh, I love the animation. I, I didn't, I've never noticed that Brian. I'm so glad you brought that up. 
with your perspective of like the the brushing and all that that's a very like i'm thinking about it now you're like you're 100 right and it does make it look feel better right it's just weird how it makes it look better but it does right like it's just it's weird but it's beautiful <laughs> it was just like a new technique like I can't. I know Clone Wars animation is not for everybody. I can understand how it might not be for everybody, especially like season one. It was really rendered and it was not super great. Um, right. But this right. added layers that I think they learned to do in Clone Wars and just updated it. So it was dirty while still being clean, if that makes any sense at all. But like that's what made it so Star Wars, I think, for me. Yeah, no, I oh, 100% agree. Andrea, animation, anything you like, you dug it, anything that stand out to you, lightsabers or just the coloring and anything like that? Yeah, the lightsabers were fantastic. All of the fight scenes um, were just well constructed. The animation, just like Brian said, the first season was a little eh, and then plus it was coming off the heels of like the Disney acquisition. So people were like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, but as the series went on and it became much more rich, like it had more, uh, a dimensional aspect to it. The landscape shots are just absolutely beautiful. The scenery in the background is what I love the most. Um, so yeah, I, I am not a fan of that style of animation, but I appreciate it for what it, um, grew to be by the end of the season i definitely like clone wars animation better that's that's fair i mean in i mean clone wars just like brian said from season one to season seven the huge difference <laughs> i mean obviously Steve, season seven is lights out oh yeah yeah definitely so i i highly recommend too if you don't if you're into like the art of books the art of for rebels Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> if you don't have that on your shelf, get it. I love all the art of books. I don't know if you got, you know, I don't know if you guys collect them too, but man, the art of the rebels ones is just absolutely gorgeous. The, the designs that they did and tried with all these different characters. It's really good. Like I, uh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So let's move on to some of our, favorite character or characters that we kind of connected to and, and for whatever reason it is maybe it was just their total arc just you know whatever vibe we got from these characters why and you know what made us connect with them so much so brian i'll start with you what character characters of rebels that you did you connect with and and what you know what was it that made them so impactful for you uh, okay, get ready, because I'm going to have the same energy as Ange over here, I think. <laughs> I love um, it. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> so this show started in 2014, and that was only, what, seven years ago? Uh, eight years ago, I guess. Crazy. And the world is a drastically different place. If you've listened to Pink Milk, you know we're a queer podcast, and um, I was with, who's now my husband still back then, but we weren't able to get married back then. And it's still, even in 2014, it just felt like something we were never going to be able to do. And the show came out, you know, and it was exciting because I love star Wars. And, um, the first season, honestly, 
didn't have me totally. I loved the characters, but I was like, hey, this is a little like, like it was a little slow and it was a little boring. Um, now watching the first season, knowing all of it, it's really beautiful. But at the time I was like, eh, this is a little ho-hum. Uh, but 2015 came and the Supreme Court said that we were allowed to get married. And so Tom and I were like, we're not going to have that. We've been together a long time already. And we're like, nope, I'm not going to have the same anniversary as everybody else because we were stubborn or what have you. Um, and at the time, I don't know if it really and I can only speak for Tom and I is granted it should have had a bigger impact on us. But I think we were so defeated that it was never going to happen that even when it happened, it was more of like, well, I'm not going to do it now because you said I can. I don't know if that makes any sense to other people, but to us, it was there. Fast forward another year, and our governor at the time had said um, that gay parents could adopt children together. And that was something that was not legal ever before, even after we were able to get married. Not all states had it. And um, so I was like, okay, that was something I'd always wanted to do is be a parent. But I was like, I can't, you know, I'm a gay dude and it's just not going to happen. Um, and I never wanted to have a surrogate or any of those things. I always, if I was going to have a child, I wanted to adopt. Um, so quickly we decided to start the adoption process. And we got our, you know, it's like a year at the time was a year process to get your foster license and all that. And so we did. And then almost a year after that, it was November our first son, Jack, came. And obviously, he changed our lives, and I love him dearly. And it was just like, we had gotten married. Tom and I got married at that point, and it was, took a little while to settle in that everything I ever wanted, I had, that I never thought I'd be able to get. And it's just this profound feeling that I still have to this day. I don't think I'll ever let it go or take it for granted. So, but to bring it back to Rebels, I liked Rebels, don't get me wrong, but once all of that stuff started happening, and I'm going to apologize if I get emotional because I really like, I get very connected to Kanan Jarrus and I think about Kanan and the life that he had to grow up in and... For me, I queer code a lot of things because let's be honest, we don't get a lot of representation in Star Wars, so we have to find it where we can get it. And I felt Kanan at the time being a Jedi and having to hide from the government who would do things to you if they found out who you were really connected to me. And I don't know why I didn't see it that way before, but after our son came, I started to see all those things and then to see him and Ezra's relationship is so incredibly beautiful because Ezra came from a troubled past. We now have three children that we've all adopted and I know their past and their histories and Kanan and the rest of the ghost crew never judged him for it. They recognize even when he starts to go down the dark path, they're not judging him for being angry about listen, taking Maul's advice. Cause I think they understand how you would feel that way and how Ezra could very easily fall victim to that. But there was no punishment about it. They embraced it. And instead of yelling at him, they just gave him a bigger hug and said, you don't need that though anymore. And it was really, really beautiful. And I'm sorry, this is probably all over the place, but I think Kanan and Hera, and I can't even go on with Hera, but like the fact that there are these two parents that raised an entire family of children who all lost 
their own families and their the ghost crew is really a found family and it's a very queer story it very much looks like my family we're an interracial family we're all these things all of these elements that were going on in the ghost crew and like i said at the time i didn't see it but when i look back on rebels now i love rebels more now than i ever did before because i am so thankful to kane and jarris number one but also harris and doula and as parents and they were teaching me lessons on how to be a really great parent to children who all come from different backgrounds, who didn't know each other before and figured out a way to love each and every one of them for who they are without judgment for the things that work and the things that don't work. And just they became a real family. And I look at my family now and it doesn't matter where we came from, how old we were when we all met or what our journeys were before. We're just a real family. And um I don't know if I would have that same perspective without Rebels. So Rebels is like this. It's really, really personal. And uh, I'm here for it. And hopefully that made some sort of sense because I felt it was very rambly. <laughs> no, it was. No, I love that because it is. That's what Star Wars is. It's a personal thing, right? And when you connect to it in some way, especially like on that personal level, that's the best. Like, I, I can't even imagine how, like, amazing to go back, like you're saying, Brian, and look at it. And you're just like, God, I, you see yourself in that story, you know, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Like, I don't I don't think enough people, to be honest, look at Star Wars in that way or more people should be looking at it that way and looking at those stories that you connect with deeply and take it and run with it and just enjoy it for that ride it's just you know, i mean obviously well said i i couldn't agree more on the whole kanan and and harrow stuff i mean two great characters that were just the epitome of like you're saying the family dynamic and you know pushing their family along being there for them supporting them through their ups and downs i mean you look at ezra and sabine i mean the just like you said like the the troubled past of both of them but Hera and Kanan both were there to support them every step of the way. And even Zeb, Zeb with his whole troubled past and all that, they were there supporting him. And then even Chopper. I mean, look at Chopper. They support his even rough patch of like his thinking of, you know, crashing down during the Clone Wars and Hera saving him. Like that's a big, that's a big deal. I know, right? right? That shot of Hera and Chopper after we all lost Kanan. Ah. Oh, and they're just, and, oh my God. Grabs her hand. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I it, it gets you every time. It gets you every time. I, it gets to me every time for sure. Like, it's just like the, 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 you know, the family, I don't want to say pet, but like, you know, the, the person that's been with her probably from the very, very beginning. And he's there with her at like a tragic moment. It's just, that's what Rebels does so well is that they put those emotional seeds in it and just do so well with that type of storyline. They just nail it every time, every time, every time. I 100% great choice. Kanan and, and Hera are two of my favorites for sure, Brian. 100%. You know, let me... I. You brought up Sabine, too, and I think about her arc with her family, and I think maybe the most specific lesson that I learned about being an adoptive father, 
that I learned from the two of them is they never got in the way of Sabine or Ezra wanting to be with their bio family. They never felt threatened by it. They were nothing but supportive. Even Hera with Sabine's family, I don't think Hera could comprehend that kind of family. And now we've met Hera's family and gotten to know them really well from the Bad Batch. And to see like a very different family structure that you know does not sit in her in her head of how a family's supposed to operate in quotes, but like she didn't stop. She didn't get in the way. And, but, and they were there when Sabine needed them. Even when Sabine thought she was going to go back to her bio family, there was no animosity. There's no frustration. And they were like, that's great. And they stayed with open arms. And as a father to adoptive parent or to adopted children, I know they have bio parents and I know the horror that those parents put my children through that even allow like that sent them down a path for our family to be created. And if I put on like just, just a Brian hat, I get really angry and I'm very angry at those parents, but I don't, it's not about me anymore. And I can't feel that way because they are still their bio parents and my children will always love their parents no matter what. And it does not. And that's something that like, I know a lot of people don't, I don't think they understand. It doesn't take away from me. I am their father just as much as their bio dad is their dad. And I learned a lot of that from Canaan and Hera and that confidence in the family structure and the family bond that they had with one another, that that was irreplaceable. There's room for both. And a lot of, you know, a lot of times we live in this binary mindset of there has to be one or the other, and it doesn't really have to exist that way. And I think, Rebels did that so beautifully, and I'm so thankful for that because I don't know if I would have the capacity to understand that the way I did without seeing some of those stories play out before I was even afforded the opportunity to have that story. Well said. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, the deeper stories that they tell within the show is just... It's top notch. And then even when like Kanan and in, in, uh, I mean, they, I think they both they have both said it multiple times in the series, like they call Sabine and Ezra their kids. Like, that's just the best. It's it's so good. Like, it's just so, so good. I love those two. Andrew, what about you? Character or characters that you connected to the most? And just what was it that you that grabbed you to them? Uh, characters, really. I think what's great about the show is they give you different characters that you can um, identify with at different points in your life, right? So I'm not always a mom or I wasn't always a mom and I wasn't always, you know, a leader. And there was a time in my past where I was absolutely horrible and I have a lot of uh, shame with that. So um, initially I always and still do um, connect with Sabine and Ezra, you know, just um, like with Sabine having a terrible past, um, Ezra starting to see him walk down a dark path and not knowing if he can get out of it. Uh, and then the people around them, like you said, that love them and allowed them to be who they were because you have to figure things out on your own, but people can guide you was a, a huge part of of my life. You know, and it also even shows that they had this like small amount of selfishness in them as well, too. Like when Sabine says, I built that weapon because I wanted to see if I could. Right. 
absolutely selfish, no understanding of how it could damage the people around her. And then when she comes to the realization of that, that shame just that gets built into you. Um, and then to see that her family still brought her back in open arms and just wanted her to be okay and wanted her to be happy is how my family treated me when I went down such a bad path. I thought, I thought honestly, no one can love a person of what I did. And it's not necessarily funny, but to see what came out of that after I got sober and that my family just wanted me to be happy and just wanted me to be okay. Um, so seeing that um, with Sabine's uh, family was just very heartwarming for me and I could identify it with completely. And then Ezra, how he um, is lost, right? Doesn't feel like he connects with anything, wants to be a loner. But when he finds this family, he, you know, knows that he doesn't want to be alone anymore, but doesn't want to show that that feeling and that emotion, you know, really in the shell, um, you know, a deep feeler. Ezra is such a deep feeler, but doesn't want everybody to know that. Um, so it's really, really beautiful that he has that spiritual awakening when Canaan uh, passes away, when he um, experiences the loath wolves, when he goes through the world between worlds and he realizes that there's this larger power, the force, there's this greater power uh, in the galaxy and that everything has a meaning now. You know, you go through life just thinking like events are happening to you. Events are happening to you. And when you start to have that that moment of awareness that they're placing you in positions where you either need to learn or you need to teach someone else. And I see that so much in season four with Ezra. It's just absolutely beautiful. And then Hera, you know, being a mom, uh, being a, a leader in a company, uh, having to uh, sometimes uh, be like a therapist to people and just let them sit down and, and let go and listen. And um, that's what Hera does as well, too. Her path and her uh, like mantra to life is uh, mine as well, but I can get lost and forget about it is helping others. Like I'm never truly happy unless I am letting go of what I am and helping someone else get through a day. And that's really the key to life is just like trusting in a power that you have, helping others, and then making sure that you're not being a dick while, <laughs> while moving through life. Um, and, and then Kanan is honestly what I aspire to be. Jedi have always had a strong connection with Jedi, Jedi their, their peace, their tranquility, um, their ability to uh, let things go or uh, process them. Now, now more than, and now that you can see that more with Jedi now, not so much you could see it in the prequels, a little bit in the original trilogy. You know, Yoda was so um, peaceful. I oh, that's that's what I wanna, I want to be in life. I had so much in my life where I was full of anger and aggression and uh, sadness that I crave a moment to be serene and and happy with who I am and just peaceful and I feel like that's what Kanan moved through throughout this series um I always say to people uh my dream goal is to be like a, a Buddhist monk uh living in Washington and um just being able to help people with their problems and and be a good listener and walk 
uh, someone through a difficult time in their life, you know, and being a guide. Because that's, to me, what a Jedi is. So it's funny. <laughs> I want to be a Jedi when I grow up, you know? I think maybe I'll get there, but who knows? I feel like in maybe a past life I was, and that's what calls me so hard or so much to it. But this show has so many life lessons inside of it. You know, some of the Star Wars that is presented to us has life lessons, but you really got to dig deep to get into it. And uh, Rebels isn't one of those. It it just gives it to you hands down. So, you know, I, I connect just with a lot of characters. You know, I even connect with some of the villains, you know, you know, Price just kind of losing her way, being obsessed with power. Um, I've always connected with Vader and just um, wanting to be a different person because you were so sad about what you turned into and i just i you know george lucas always said that you know suffering is uh you know and selfishness is is the root to all problems and helping others is is the solution to get out of it and i just feel like rebels executes that message in a great way so i went long i'm sorry no all well said <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> go ahead, I love I love something that you said about life happens all around, you know, uh, life happens around you or happens to you. And I think one of the greatest things that happens in the world between worlds with the almighty, amazing Ahsoka Tano is Ezra's look. Ezra is walking there and looking at his life and realizing that life happens with him. And without all of that, like he isn't who he is. Um, and I think it's a really powerful thing to remember, you know. Um, and I love that you said how sensitive Ezra is because he really is. He's this he reminds me of my youngest son, who I love with every fiber of my being. I love this little boy. He is so sensitive and so incredibly kind. And especially when he was younger, that sensitivity is sometimes really hard as a parent to deal with because they don't know how to express these waves of emotion that they have. And that was very much Ezra when they met him, he didn't, he was explosive and it's so easy to discount people like that. And in an unfair sort of way, and Ezra had been discounted so many times and now he met these people who we've been saying, you know, loved him for who he was. And because they loved him for who he was, he was able to, to start to articulate those emotions that he was having, you know, and he had this great connection to everything around him. And the fact that he could like speak to animals and all that stuff was just this beautiful way of expressing how in tune with life around him as he was, you know? Um, I think one of the things that I love about stars is the helmets. And, you know, you said how different the show was. This show wears its heart on its sleeve. And there's really is no characters and helmets in this. You know, you look at Din Djarin and you see his, he's always in the helmet. And I think what makes Star Wars special are those helmets because we can ascribe ourselves on those characters. And this show, you, it wasn't really like that. It was, we were experiencing these people's journeys. We weren't necessarily putting ourselves on their journey. We were observing it. And I think it was just, it's such a different kind of Star Wars story, but it really does work so incredibly well. Yeah, well, I mean, well said, both of you. I mean, there's, like, the characters, and I'm glad you brought up villains, Andrea, because, I mean, for me, obviously, everything you guys said have been saying about Ezra, Sabine, Kanan, 
Hera. Like they they are just that good of characters where you just connect to them in so many different ways, so many different levels, and just you you just gravitate to them and they, they made it so easy like you said brian like it wears the show wears it's hard on its sleeve and it's and you just gravitate to it a hundred percent one of my favorites though honestly one of my favorite personal characters and like their journey is callus like i love callus so much because you know he was this in the beginning from the first couple of seasons like he was this guy that was all about the empire, right? This is what he grew up to know, what he grew up and wanting to be was in the empire. And then this group of rebels comes along and just changes his whole perspective on what he thought he knew the galaxy was. And it took the, you know, the the being separated and only with Zeb on that episode and them working together for him to really come to terms of like, wow, yeah, what I'm doing sucks. Like, this is what, this is not who I want to be. This is not who I really am. And it was just that whole journey he went through and then obviously becoming Fulcrum in season three, then obviously eventually joining the Rebellion in season four. It's some of the greatest, I think, Star Wars storytelling from like a villain perspective, going from villain to good guy. It's it's just amazing. And then again, you connected with that character. Like obviously at the beginning you were like, yeah, he's a bad guy for sure, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, episode by episode and then season by season, you're like, you know what? Callus is actually a really deep character with a lot of things that I think he's still trying to figure out of himself. And then he does finally figure it out and then he wants to help the rebellion. And it's all because of Zeb and because Zeb has been loved like we've all been talking about by a group of people and that have been supporting him, he in turn did that for Callus in such a not direct but beautiful way that it turned his character around into a beautiful character. And I just, again, I know we talked about Hera and that great, you know, the crew, the ghost crew was just amazing, all of them. But what they did with some of these villain characters, like you brought up, Andrea, and I think Callus is a perfect example of it. It was amazing. It really was like just his whole journey. I really, my big hope is that we get him in live action somehow because I think it would be so cool to see him where he is now, what he's doing. I mean, we know at the end he's with Zeb visiting that new planet for the Lasat people, but I just hope we get to see him and maybe in Ahsoka. Again, I don't, not going to throw my hopes up and like, you know, be mad if he doesn't, but like, I, I think it'd be cool to hear about him or get even a mention of him. That'd be, I think that'd be really, really outstanding. Outstanding for sure. Yeah, Callus. Go ahead, Brian. I have to be that guest who's going to come on someone else's show and say, um, <laughs> you might be wrong, but it wasn't oh, all yeah, of the I rebels. <laughs> it was it. not no, it's all it's of it. the rebels. It was his future husband, Zeb, who changed 100%. him right. because <laughs> they went to that little place. They, you know, bought some spiders together and fell deeply in love. That's what happened. Callus was like, Especially I see this with gay men a lot of times and that's who I am. So that's who I can understand. But like I had said earlier, I think, look, the empire was at height, height at the height of their power, right? During this time, we all know the empire was not pro gay rights. They're like, no, you need to reproduce and create baby stormtroopers for us. If you aren't going to do that, we don't want you. And so many 
gay men, especially the time I was, I mean, I came out in the nineties, like I've been out for a long time. We fell victim to building our identities around the stereotypes that people hated it. Like we became the aggressors. Like we like masculinity with gay men is such a powerful tool. It's like really sexy. And you know, I'm a guy, like I think about coming out on the internet and there was this quiz you had to take back in the AOL days and every gay chat room asked you what your score was on straightacting.com. Like how absolutely horrible. I mean, it's hilarious now, but like at the time, like it was so terrible, like, but I'm not straight. I'm gay. And so like we ourselves hated the idea of being gay. So we wanted to be as straight acting as we possibly could. It's just like, it's this mind F that really screws people up. And I feel like that's what was happening to Callus. He was like, Oh my God. Like I am this, like to me, he's like, I'm a gay guy in this world that does not accept me for who I am. And so in order, I'm just, and I hate myself too. Like I hate myself because I'm different. How many gay people, and queer people, when we're younger, go through phases of hating ourselves because we are different and we just want to fit in because being queer is incredibly difficult. And imagine being queer in a time like that. And so he becomes those things. And then he meets his husband and they fall in love. And he's like, okay, well, I hated myself, but look at this big, beautiful, burly man who on the surface you would think would go head on over to straightacting.com and score 100. You know, he watches football. He likes Budweiser. He watches football while he's working on his car. And he's got an old car. There's no electronics there. It's like, I don't know, wrenches. I don't know anything about tools. I did not score 100 on my straightacting.com quiz. But then he looks like all those things but is really, really sensitive. And he is not all the things that he looks like on the surface. And Zeb is so far from everything we think Zeb would be. If you just look at him and you hear his big, deep, grisly voice, he is nothing like what you think he is. He's just a big brother who wants to roll around and give bear hugs to everyone around him and like play connect Four. I don't know. Like that's who he is. And he's so great. And I think he brought that side out in, in callous and God, I love that. And they are husbands and uh, no, the end, no one is going to introduce someone to someone else's family and put their arm around them. And then yes. like lovingly gazes. No, they are gay. There is no question. It is Canon. Do not ever at me with that because I would like any one of those number of straight dudes to come at me on Twitter, which happens every time I post it. I want to see them put their arms around their buddy and like, look at my mom. Like, Oh, I just love your mom. No, they're gay. Let's put an end to it. There we go. They need to be in Ahsoka just for that. Like, let's just put it in here. That's how the show, that's actually how Ahsoka show should open. We should see Sabine, like with the flowers coming down the aisle and like Ahsoka and her white thing. And she just should just be the priest or whatever. I don't know anything about, oh, I got married in a strip mall. Like, and she like puts them together. That's how the show should open. And then we can have all the action we want, but let's just do it. I'm all for that opening. I think it'd be great. That'd be hilarious. I think it'd be so good. Make it canon. I love when Brian right? makes. I love when Brian makes Star Wars gay. You know, and it it is. It's like there's these small moments, um, or like underlying themes. You know, when you look into it, and I think wasn't it Mark Hamill that said once, like, if you think Luke Skywalker is gay, then he's gay. You know, it didn't have to be like you didn't have to identify something 
uh, to these characters. They are whatever you want them to be or however you identify with them. It's so funny, like, to know that, like, I was married, I had kids, I was acting out the entire time throughout my life. And then that moment when I finally came to terms with that I'm a lesbian, I love women, and I have this partner next to me that helped me experience that and get me to those moments, it was like life-changing for me. It was like, oh my God, I never knew this is what I was missing. Or this was a part of me that I literally pushed down at me for so long. It's funny when I came out to my mom, my aunt, and my sister. Well, I came out to my sister first and she said that she would be there when I talked to my mom and my aunt. And they were like, yeah, we know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that's, that's what you are. <laughs> and um, my aunt had actually brought up like some of my past and she had talked about uh, one of the times I tried to take my life. And she says, is that why you did it? Because you didn't want to be like what you were. And I said, I think that has a, a little bit to do with it. Um, but not fully. So to, become your own person and to see Kalis become his own person and finally let go of all those beliefs he thought he had to be I can identify with that perfectly like I no longer had to be those things I could just be what I was and comfortable with it with the people that loved me and surrounded me just like how he was able to connect with the ghost crew and you know connect with that family and they loved him even though he was a, an empire killing machine now he is you know a new person i i love when there's a story that tells you that people can change like when people say people don't change people don't change they're always the same there is this moment sometimes in people's lives where they can become a completely different person and it all comes down to the spiritual awakening of, that they experienced like i am not this I, in this moment, I'm not the person that I used to be, you know, I, in this moment, I'm not the person that I'm going to be. And I feel like Star Wars brings that out um, in such subtle ways that people can, you know, I I thought one way for a really long time and now I want to try this instead. And guess what? I actually feel comfortable like being this way in my life. I swear to God, anybody that knows me <laughs> six years ago, if I was to say uh, six years from now, um, I would never have a drop of alcohol or drugs inside of me. They would say, no way. Absolutely not. Just just no way. Um, I was a huge partier. I, I loved to, to drink. I loved that anger and aggression and that thing that went through. And I'm sure Kalis did as well, too. And that's why he was so strong inside of the Empire. But he was also trying to fool everybody around him. And that's why he played it up so hard. And to finally let go and just say, I'm not that anymore is uh, life changing. And it's true, you know. That is a great arc of of Kalos. That was something great that was just from a, a not a major character, but taught an amazing lesson. Well said. I mean, I, I couldn't say anything else. <laughs> it's just it's well said. <laughs> oh, I love that we get a similar story, too, from Kanan, who is our hero. And we saw how much he hated the clones and we understood yeah. why he did. But we don't ever get to see Star Wars is so good. And this is what I, I love 
love, love about Star Wars. It is not afraid to take your hero and give them attributes that we don't like. They're not good attributes, but it makes a Star Wars hero feel like a real person, which is what allows us, I think, to identify with it so much because they're not, you know what? Sure, they've got a laser sword and they can jump really high and they can do all these things, but they are so flawed that they are not beyond human. I think like for me, the MCU is not, that's not my favorite thing in the world. I know there's a huge fan base for it, you know, but like some of those superheroes, they just seem so inhuman that like, I can't exactly identify it's over the top and it's great action. There are a lot of, there are great movies, but like, I can't identify with that because I will never be that. And even a character like Ahsoka, who I strive to be, who I know I will never be that good of a human being or, or person, I guess she's not a human being, but you know, I'll never be that good of a Togruta. Uh, but she's flawed enough that I can relate and we see these characters grow. And so we see we are we meet Rex, who is our hero from the Clone Wars, and we saw all of his struggles. And so we as an audience are like, oh, my God, Rex is here. We're so excited. And then you see our other hero hate him. And you're like, wait, you can't hate my boy Rex. And it puts us in the audience of these two people who we've grown to love. And you're like, oh, my God. And they don't. Oh, my God. And it just is this moment. And you see those same walls start to come down with Kanan. And it allows us to see ourselves and know that we were flawed. We made bad choices. We didn't view this person the right way. But we can also change. And Star Wars is so amazing at letting people change. And it's one of it's I love it. I love it. And it's what it's been around for 40 plus years. And Lord knows we are just at the beginning of what Star Wars is like. It's who knows we've never had this but i think i love that mirror image between callus and canaan and they have a similar journey in that acceptance of those around them in their past of, of running away from things um it's great it's really really great yeah the two again two great characters two great arcs overall from callus and canaan and then even rex that you brought up rex real quick then we'll we'll talk about some favorite moments but like even rex gets closure in this show you know, by going on that planet where the um, battle droids are still there. And he goes through kind of some trauma, a little bit of like what his past was. And then he gets over that because of Ezra, because of Kanan, you know, like because of the journey that they went on in that one episode, he gets to move on from like what was maybe hurting him. It's just, again, the closures and everything they they, they, they did in Rebels for some of these characters it's just good. I mean, it's just it's just great storytelling. I mean, that's just the bottom line of it. Like Rebels overall is probably for me, I think I probably said this up top, but like it's some of the best Star Wars telling we have ever gotten in to date for me. Like I just love the storytelling of it. These characters, their ups and downs that we all follow them through. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Um, let's talk about some real quick, maybe just some favorite moments, favorite scenes or whatnot throughout the show and then we'll go on to I know we've been talking about it but maybe it's just some of deeper lessons that we we took away from the show so Ange I'll start with you uh moments any kind of favorite moments that stick out with you through the show my first favorite moment where I fell in love with Rebels was when Kanan said I'm gonna let them in on on the secret and he pulled out his lightsaber and I was like oh my god he's a Jedi I didn't know there was Jedi in here holy crap I can't believe it um that was just like such a good moment um, it just sticks with me. Uh, of course, um, 
you know, we didn't talk about Maul too much, but to see the ending of of Maul's arc and his uh, life was amazing as well, too, and how beautifully it was crafted uh, and executed with Obi-Wan. It was just outstanding. Uh, and then to see Maul also have that influence over Ezra for uh, a time, you know, it was just, I didn't think he would be such an essential part in in the story. And the fact that people don't know what Maul's path was and what it turned out to be because they refused to watch Rebels, um, it's just such a, like, a disservice to themselves because you just need to to, to see, like, uh, the Twilight of the Apprentice. Is that it? Yeah. And um, what's the other one with Kenobi? Two Sons? Twin Twin Sons. Two Sons. Twin Sons. Twin Sons. Yeah. I should have yeah. wrote these down. But anyway, <laughs> um, and of course the ending uh, or the, the middle of, of season four when Kanan just uh, pushes uh, the ship back and saves Hera and his family of Ezra and, and Sabine. And that his vision like you can see his vision come through whether it did or whether he could just see clearly now through the force um that part is so heavy uh and the more i watch it the heavier it gets you know it's because i can kind of sit back a little bit more each time and take in the bigger picture of it that that moment is uh tragic uh and beautiful at the same time uh you know I don't I mean it's it's funny this story just um kind of moves itself along and I begin to have like different favorites um the more I watch it or a different time that I watch it but those are the three moments that like really stick out to me uh that if I was to say like someone was watching it with me I would be like get ready <laughs> get ready cuz here here it comes here comes a moment that you're going to want to take in so um yeah. I remember Andrea, Brian, I'll, I'll get to you real quick, but I remember Andrea, there was, I think it was the Twilight of the Apprentice. You were getting to that point, and because I was like, oh boy, here it comes. And you, <laughs> you're like, well, what's going to happen? I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to experience it. I'm not going to ruin it for you because it is that good. You know, like the, those type of moments, there are so many in Rebels for sure. Brian, what about you? Any, you know, if you got a couple moments that stick out with you? I think for me, well, Kanan, I can't, I don't even like to talk about it because I am like pulled right there every single time. It's so incredibly emotional like that. And I agree. I think it's harder and harder the longer the show is away. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I am someone who watches Star Wars like these are real people in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know. Like, they're just, they're in my being. And so it's like, a, it's a real, and I, that might sound cuckoo doodle doo to someone, but to me, it's a real loss. Like, it was a real loss when he left. And especially now with how much I appreciate him as a father and what he taught me as a father, like, I feel like I lost this little sage on this guide that I had. And it's just like, I would not be the same person without the ghost crew. And I would like to think that I'm a good father and I don't think I would be as good of a father without the show. And so when I see like him leave us in this form is just, it's just, it's way too much. And I can't, I like legit can't talk about it much cause I just, it'll, I'll be depressed the rest of Sunday. Um, but when Ahsoka Tano comes down from those, that ladder at the end of season one, I 
love Ahsoka so much. Still to the like in Clone Wars, I know this about Rebels, but Clone Wars, when she leaves the Jedi Order, is my most favorite, heartbreaking, biggest moment in any of Star Wars. And at the time, that was how we left her. That was it. There was no books out yet about what happened to her. That was it. And that moment, I again, it's another moment in Star Wars. I've never been the same person. And to see her come down those stairs or that ladder. This I just felt like I don't know, like it was an experience that I and I had no idea it was not on the Internet back then. I had no idea about the rumors that she was coming. I had it was literally out of nowhere. And I was a puddle on the floor like I was just like, oh, my God, she's back. It was I've never had a moment in Star Wars as powerful as that moment of seeing her again. And then like, so that's one. Kanan. And I also love the Darksaber stuff with Sabine. Um, I was never a huge Mandalorian person. Like, yeah, they look cool. Death Watch is great. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a it was too bro fest for me for the most part. Uh, And that started to change with this show. And now like the Darksaber and the history, it's like flat out my favorite lightsaber i i've also never been that person it was like uh i whatever they're great they're cool but i didn't need to know the lore of all that and all of a sudden now and now to see it in television i feel like the dark saber is and i've said this a lot of times but i feel that the dark saber is like the needle that's pulling the thread of all of this mandoverse thing and i think we're going to see the dark saber in all of these stories and who ends up sitting on the throne of mandalore it's going to connect all of these things together. And uh, I just, the lore that was built with those episodes in the, it added on to, and it, to Obi-Wan, he says to Anakin, you know, this lightsaber is your life. Like, okay, it was a throwaway line. Well, not really a throwaway line, but like we built upon that of how much these things can mean to someone. And I was just like, oh, like, what do we have in our life that is that meaningful and that powerful you know i don't know to a culture too like you're saying like not just to like one person but like yes to a whole culture that representation of that sword yeah that's that's a good call i love the dark saber stuff i that's one of those i want like i've never been one of those i want like a replica but there are like three that i want dark saber is one of them i want uh asajj ventress's lightsabers and I want Ray's yellow. Like those are the three that I want. Like those are top. But the dark saber, you asked me like three, four years ago, I'd have been like, oh, okay, it's cool. But now it's awesome. <laughs> like it's legitly cool. And like you're saying, Brian, because of the Sabine stuff. Like, yep. Ooh, man, that that's an episode. That's an episode in itself. At the end of season one of Mandalorian, when Gideon, Muffin Top Gideon pops out with that dark saber, like I remember this moment of like, I lost my mind because we knew how big that show is going. Like all of the sudden, the weight of all of Mandalore popped in that show. And you're like, and it was it was the one like it was so cool. They had him looking like Darth Vader for the casual fan who didn't know anything about that it was rad because it was a lightsaber and he was on top. It was just rad. It was a beautiful shot. But then for us nerds, like we we're just like, oh, my God, we're about to go down a rabbit hole that I had no idea the show was going to give me. And I am here for it. Like, oh, it was so good. Yep, the no, 100% agree, 100% agree. I remember uh, telling my sister, oh my God, the Darksaber, she's like, is that big? And I'm like, 
<laughs> you have no idea. It's huge. And like, just like, like you said, Brian, they made that. I mean, it was cool, obviously, in the Clone Wars and blah, 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 blah. But like, man, Rebels set it up and the Mandalorian has taken it and ran with it for sure and made that Darksaber what it is. Can I say one more thing? I know we're going yeah, over, and I'm sorry oh, to all the listeners, but oh, Ange brought this up with Maul, and Lauren, I think you brought up all the people that came in this show. Like, I don't mean to throw tea or shade at other people on Twitter, but I get so tired of hearing about, let's get away from this person, or let's get away with that person. I want all new people. I want all new people. Like, I could jump on board with that, and yes, I want some new people too. Don't get me wrong, but we do. Look at Dinjarin. Look how many people love us. That him, like he's new. <laughs> we get we're getting plenty of new characters. Moffin Top Gideon, another great character. Like we're getting them all. I would be on board with give us something new if Star Wars didn't challenge their people every single time. And you brought up Darth Maul in this, and like look how much we got from that character. That could not have been what it was if you if that was a brand new character that we didn't know stars is so good at taking all of our feelings and star wars is built on what came before that is all of star wars this is not the mcu this is not a dc universe type thing it's built on the legacy of what came before and you don't get that if we don't keep revisiting these characters but every time we're presented with a character that we once knew they are not the same person and it's so good at telling we meet Maul again, where he was this other thing. And then through that series, we saw how he got there. And then we see where he goes next. And if we see Maul again, like in Solo, oh, my God, we just saw another version of Maul that we never. It makes that to me. I completely 100 percent disagree with the idea that it makes Star Wars feel small. I think it makes it feel so much bigger and it takes our characters that are so easy in movies especially of this time again i don't mean any tea or any shade to anybody else but there's so much one dimensionality to things it's like let's just get on to the next explosion let's get on to the next one and can't wait for the sequel over here and oh we got to drop this in over here so you go see the next five movies but it feels it's never as deep as what star wars gives you and so i think this show proved to me how good you can use characters that you didn't expect to see together so when i saw season two of like the mandalorian you're like oh my god this is like guest fest i had full trust that i knew it was going to pay off and we've already seen some of those things pay off in the book of boba fett like we're like oh like it's and it just star wars is not a a linear story it's it's just like a patchwork of things all come together and it's out of sequence and it's out and it to me it just makes it feel so much bigger and so much richer and that's why and you were talking about you can see a story Five years later, and a character hits you completely different than it ever did before because we get to revisit all of these characters. If we saw these people, you wouldn't have those layers and you wouldn't be able to like zip around and look from all these different points of views. Like, I think maybe that's my favorite part of Rebels actually is the lesson that you can that we learn of how you can introduce people that came before and see them in a new way. Maybe that's my number one favorite thing as a show. No, that's well said, because it really is. It, I mean, it does, it gets you into new characters, like we kind of been talking about, but then it brings in those established cameos, and then it makes those characters even bigger. I mean, we talked about Rex, Maul, 
even Leia, we get a little thing of Leia making that character, like giving her more depth, even just in that small little episode. Lando, I mean, there's so many times where they bring in these established characters, and they did it well, I think, in Rebels too. Sprinkled it in, didn't oversaturate, you know, and they, but they built upon what they've already established. It was, it, it is a well done. They did that throughout the entire series, 100%. Uh, for me, real quick, I, there's so many moments. Obviously, you guys touched on a lot of them. Um, one of one of my favorite moments is it's just little stuff for me too, like the conversations that Kanan and Ezra have. You know, on you know, just about being in the Force, the Jedi stuff. You know, the the conversation that Ezra and Hera had about hope in season one, and just those little, just those little moments through each character. It's just really, really, just really inspiring for storytelling. I mean, again, the big one that we just talked about was Sabine's journey of and Trials of the Dark Saber. That was such a heavy hit episode, you know, and then it made just her journey going into season four and going back to the planet and the, the people that she felt that she disowned and her family made it even that much stronger and more emotional, you know, and. I think the 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 one I think funny moment for me, not funny, but like one that always just sticks out, and I think it's just so funny is AP five singing in in <laughs> just singing in space. Like it's just so great. It's so random, but it fits like the character. It fits the moment so well. Like the, Rebels did that well too. Like it it knew when to like hit the comedic beats and to feel star Wars, like, you know, funny, but it did take it. I think many times throughout this, throughout the series and in like darker places, kind of darker themes too, which I think it made that show more grounded in a lot of ways too. Like it felt, it wasn't just, you know, happy, lucky all the time. Like it was some deep stuff. Like we've been talking about this entire time, like deep themes for each character and moments like that. But yeah, I, Obviously, all all the episodes, you know, all the stuff you guys have been talking about, but I think for me, just the one that sticks out is AP Five singing in space. It's it's just it's just great. It's funny. It's Star Wars. It's a droid singing. I love it. I love it so much. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up, but before we do, I want to go around and let's just give one lesson that you took away from Rebels and that just it, it connected with you. So Brian, for you, what is what is a Rebels like a lesson you learned from the show that that connected with you? Let people be who they are, not who you want them to be. Man, you stole mine. How dare you? <laughs> Great minds. We think alike, my friend. That's a that's a really good lesson though. That's a really good one. And what about you? Any uh, to, to piggyback off of Brian, or you got another one? I'll kind of twist it a little bit, but to allow people um, to figure it out for themselves and allow people to um, go through the motions, uh, uh, not to force them into feeling something that they don't want to feel. So um, I'm I'm a big fan of figuring it out by by yourself and allowing people to do that. And I think Rebels does a a good lesson in that both great lessons for me it really it boils down to like we've probably been talking about is the family like the family lessons that we learn from the scopes crew that it's okay to support somebody that maybe is going through a tough time and don't just abandon them like be there for them support them 
through, through those times. And it's just, I mean, Brian, you talked about it, you know, it is that just, it shows how important family is. And it, and that really is the, the big message. I think star Wars has one of the big message star Wars overall has is family, the theme of family being together, you know, supporting each other through thick and thin and being there for them. You mean that that isn't, you know, I don't think it's done any better than it is in rebels. You know, rebels hits that family theme so well from beginning. I mean, for this ghost crew to pick up a, an orphan kid and then till the end, until he says, I'm saving that family that I, you know, randomly stumbled upon in in episode one season one like that's just a huge like just a theme that it was there from beginning to end and i love it and they and they touched on it so many times and they made it so prevalent but yet like unique too within this group of characters it's it's beautiful stuff beautiful stuff and this is why rebels again rebels remember day is important for a lot of people because it is this show connects with them in so many different ways and like we've been talking about so Brian, thank you so much for being on. This was such fun. I love this is just conversation. I love having about Star Wars. Thank you for so having me back. It's so hard in our fields when we have Brian around, you know? <laughs> it, 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 it's very therapeutic when Brian comes out. I know. It's, it's fabulous. I love it so much. Thank you very much. That's yeah. very kind. Obviously, Brian, plug away where they can find you, socials, shows, all the good stuff. Let them know. You can find me at Pink Milk. It's a podcast. We have a live stream every Friday late night on YouTube at 930 Eastern Standard Time. Whether you've been a Star Wars fan for 40 minutes or for 40 years, you'll be welcome with us and uh, listen to us talk Star Wars queerly. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. Love it. Go follow all those all those handles, kids, for sure. Uh, you guys can follow us, The Galactic Podcast, at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. And then we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the big stuff. Go do us a favor if you can. If you're willing to, leave us a review. Not even just for us, but obviously for Brian's uh, adventures as well. Go do that. Support, support, support. And then you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Knows on Twitter. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. And until next time, kids, happy Rebels Remembers Day. And as always, may that force be with you. Always. 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 We did it again. We did it again. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.